Hello and uh, welcome to another APMP podcast from Quanta Training. So I'm Adam. My name's Tim. So today we're going to be talking about benefits, benefits management, um, and uh, let's have a look. Let's have a look at the assessment criterion, which is to explain benefits management, including the use of success criteria and key performance indicators, and their use in measuring project success. So there's quite quite a, a lengthy assessment criteria then so uh benefits management um take it away tim what did you want to say about benefits <laughs> management well thanks for setting it up so take well me the, take me to the bridge um so this is one of the more important of the topics really and um, because a project is just a means to an end and um, so at the end of the project you've got capability you've got an enabler if you like but the benefits will be some kind of measurable improvement and typically they won't be realised until several months sometimes years after the project so there has to be a proper plan for this um, because if there's not the project will just become a means to an end in itself in that people deliver more or less on time, more or less to budget, they deliver the desired scope but if they don't then use it in the way that it's supposed to be used then the project won't lead to the measurable improvement it was intended to lead to. So there's meant to be in the project quite a lot of rigour on benefits realisation and people have got a tendency to exaggerate the benefits while suppressing the costs. So both of those two, cost and benefits, feature quite heavily in the business case. So rather than the benefits being vague aspirations, um, there ought to be a lot of scrutiny, particularly in the early phases, so concept and definition, but all the way through to see whether or not these benefits actually are credible or are they just a pipe dream and this is just another pet project? So what, one of the things we're just going to be talking about here will be um, a suggested process for benefits realisation and then also how you can track progress towards them using key performance indicators and success criteria. Okay. And uh, two types of benefit? Well, broadly, there's tangible and intangible benefits. Mm. So the tangible benefits are ones that you certainly can measure. Um, intangible benefits are much more difficult to do so. Mm. Um, and so in some organisations they only will really measure the tangible benefits against the costs and then if there are intangible benefits they'll say well they're good mm. but their presence or absence isn't actually going to determine whether or not we're going to start or continue with the project yeah. um, so things like enhanced um, customer experience or brand awareness or those kind of things you know, they can be quite tricky to measure and so try not to make them false by according um, an unrealistic measure. Yeah. Um, so try it in, as much as you can for there to be tangible benefits. They don't have to be monetized by any means. Um, but if you can't measure the improvement, then you just can't really gauge whether or not you've achieved it. But some some projects are just going to be based solely around intangible benefits, aren't they? I mean, if we if we open up a gym at uh, the office, you know, to improve staff morale. But you see, at like staff morale, you can definitely measure that because you can just then have measures relating to um, staff productivity um, retention mm. of staff um, absenteeism um, so you can accord measures to those the problem I have with that is that you can then claim those as a result of your gym but of course it could be that I don't know people I don't know the economic climate's declined so people are less keen to leave because they're worried they might not get another job so it's very hard to attribute these well, exactly yeah. to your project yeah, and that, that, that's where a lot of care needs to be taken really because it's not really a precise science mm. Um, so as you say that sometimes things can just improve or there can be outside um, factors that could have contributed to the realisation of those benefits so trying to ensure that the project points towards 
those benefits in itself is quite tricky and again that ought to be um, looked at very early on in concept and definition before the project is properly committed to okay so there's a process isn't there um a new process in the apmp six for benefits management so john talks through that yeah well the first part of it is to define the benefits management plan which really is akin to a strategy so that's going to answer the question how are you going to do this um so how can you um, come up with your benefits and there may well be different categories of benefits as an example so there might be efficiency benefits economic benefits um, there might be benefits based upon satisfying stakeholder, um, stakeholder needs, um, corporate objectives, quality of service about processing things quicker. Um, so those kind of things can start as or can begin as, as prompts for you to identify the, um, the benefits in the first place. So in addition to that, roles and responsibilities for benefits realisation. So the lion's share of which will be realised after the project, so it will go back into business as usual. And after that, then, there should be the identification of the benefits. So using that strategy um, and the prompts that it has to, to start to think what these benefits are. Um, and then they should be structured in some kind of way in terms of their categorization, but also... You can map them, can't you? Yeah. So um, you may well find that um, a single benefit may well have several projects leading to it, um, or an individual project contributes to four or five separate benefits. And so... So we're talking here about maybe as, as part of a program. Yeah, yeah. So um, certainly the way in which programs are structured is that the target, the benefits, will be the starting point, even before you've even identified what the projects are. And so you're then thinking, well, what work needs to be undertaken to make it more likely we'll be able to achieve those prizes to be able to realise those benefits. So yeah, so it is more of a of a program planning thing, really. Um, but once you identify the benefits, then it's then planning the benefits realisation. Um, so. There'll be some benefits that are easier to achieve than others. So the legendary quick wins. Um, so if you have one or more of those, then it just keeps key stakeholders in particular interested, um, particularly at the time in the project that you might just be reporting on struggle. Um, so, But there ought to be, in effect, a Gantt chart for benefits realisation as there is for delivering the project. Because if not, it's just a matter of faith, really. Think, yeah, these benefits will just come at some point after the project. There ought mm. to be... Um, a proper plan for it because this project and the funding that it's claiming um, isn't the only claim on that funding so you know what is it that makes a project more persuasive than others and if the benefits realization plan seems credible um, then it can increase the likelihood of the benefits being re uh, being realized okay so we'll plan for benefit realization and then the change is implemented yep. so that's uh, you know our, our outputs are released and so on and so in that instance you think what, what even once the outputs are released you're saying you say if, if it was going to be if the uh, the project was going to be an office move and people were used to individual offices and now they're going to an open plan office um, then there can also be business changes that would have to be required before you can realize the benefits so trying to um, get some kind of culture change if you like really um, so particularly if you're asking somebody to, to um, go about a new way of working. Mm. Um, so it's not just going to, the benefits realisation isn't typically going to immediately follow as soon as the project outputs have been delivered. Um, but once you have attained a degree of normalcy, so a plateau performance in business as usual, it's then that you ought to see that the benefits will be realised. Okay. And the realisation of them could be several months after the project is finished. Yeah. Because most, um, I mean, you need to identify how long it's going to be over, don't you, at the beginning. I mean, most uh, m uh, most products have a kind of life cycle. I mean, our training courses do. 
before in the pre if, if the base trans technology they'll, they'll require updating uh, upon the next release um bridges have lifespans so some of those projects <laughs> would have some kind of <laughs> training courses as and well and bridges yeah, yeah well you know uh, and uh, anything really software i mean uh, a coffee shop would require you know refurbishing or, or whatever after a number of years so so you would what look at the life of that product and, and look to its benefits over the yeah, life yeah I mean, just picking up that example of a coffee shop um say if the person who was the branch manager of that coffee shop was the person who's responsible for realizing the benefits then there would be a certain amount of takings they would have to achieve by a certain date and of those takings a certain percentage of it should be profit um and so for the plan for benefits realization could include things such as uh, marketing ensuring that they would have adequate staff that there'd be adequate training and that there may well be two for one offers placed in the local newspaper whatever it may well be to make it more likely or to make it more credible that the desired benefits are more likely to be achieved Uh, so in effect i said it's like a a gantt chart for benefits realization rather than just feeling as if they're just going to occur almost by instinct okay so um the, the bit in brackets here for the um uh assessment criterion was around success criteria and key performance indicators. So yeah, how so do I'll, these, I'll, I'll, how do I'll, I'll set you up for this one. Um, oh, go on. Take it away, Adam. Oh, right, okay. Right, me. Okay, so, uh, yeah, I, I think we're going to assign something called success criteria early on in the project. So we'll go out to our key stakeholders and speak to them about what success would look like uh, to them, really. Um, different stakeholders have very different ideas of success. And, of course, most of them are interested in quite different aspects of our project. So... Uh, the, the sponsors and so on it's going to be all around the benefits um, the other people it might well be around the sort of quality of what we're producing particularly when you think about users um, and, the, and the scope of what we're doing and so on so people have different perspectives on what success will look like so we need to think early on about how we will determine whether or not we've been successful so we'll set some success criteria some cri- criteria that are measurable uh, that we in these areas of time cost quality scope uh, benefits and so on and we will endeavour to measure these later on in the project particularly handover and closure and determine whether or not we've actually been successful what do you mean by success now how, how are the success criteria different to benefits well uh, there'll be criteria around time cost quality scope etc criteria we set at the beginning that we will judge in handover and close out whether or not we have actually met these so we may not have realised the benefits yet, but have we achieved the scope that we required? Have we achieved the quality as defined by the stakeholders? Were we on time, etc.? Because dangerous if you don't set these criteria, give you some idea of success. Uh, you just finish the project and you think, well, we, we've done it, so that was successful. So the uh, success criteria is for the project itself before it can be seen as being finished and handed yes. over to business as usual or the programme? Yes. Um, I mean, it's not to say, of course, you couldn't be handed over. I mean, if you're late, but you've still finished the project, you, you you still might get accepted, but you just have to accept that, that you targets, yeah. you weren't successful in in that area. Uh, now, the question is, how do you know, as you're progressing through the project, whether or not you're likely to be successful? And for that, we use KPIs. So most people use these in their work, key performance indicators, although I think it's useful here to think of them as key progress indicators. So that's my little, yeah, do you like that? That's my little hint, KPI key progress because they every success criteria you sign you you will uh, uh, attach a kpi uh, and use that to track progress towards the success criteria so you can use things like earned value uh, management uh, which i'm sure everyone will want to do 
um, to determine whether or not you're likely to come and bring the project into time and cost and so on. Is there just one KPI per success criterion then? Is there just one? Not necessarily, I would say. No. No, <laughs> I've got them on the ropes. <laughs> uh, no, well, as many as uh, might be required. But what, what's important is that you don't just progress through the project and then go, oh, we weren't successful. Uh, you need some idea of determine whether or not you're likely to hit your success criteria for time, for cost, for scope. So it may be that things like scope, you know, well, we should have done this piece of work by this date, etc., uh, etc. Et so saying like for the coffee shop example, saying like a KPI could be that we need to have... The, the shop gutted and so it's ready for us to put all this stuff in by say the 1st of September Absolutely. if the success criterion was that we're going to be open by the 1st of December Absolutely So they're, they're very similar to milestones really aren't they KPIs Well yeah I mean it could be that uh, I mean milestones just what a significant event so uh, it may be a, a taste significant event you, you you measure whether or not you're on track Absolutely you put a bunting, maybe. Yes yeah, yeah absolutely bunting it's, it's making a bit of a comeback isn't it it's never out of fashion. <laughs> okay, so uh, that's benefits management. Okay, thank you, Adam.